You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech, featuring a weekly roundup of tech news and gossip. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down nerd culture tech news from a black and brown geek perspective. I'm Joe Braz, Joe Braswell. I don't even know my name. Know my own name. I'm Jay Joe Braz. Braswell. Thank you. Uh, joined as always by my man Akili Shine. What's up? What's good, man? How you doing? I'm all right, man. Good, good, Just, good. Uh, ready for the for the the, the well, this fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like things start to slow down and Q4. For the, prepare for the top of the year. Yes. So. I need Q4 to be huge, yeah. other than. Uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving, but we'll see what happens. I feel you. <laughs> um, LA Auto Show's in town, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I might check that out. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, we also joined by Alexis in the booth. Lex, how you doing? I am doing great. Um, speaking of auto shows, <laughs> we have Alexis in the booth. In the building. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> I'm Joe Blow. G.I. <laughs> <G>. Joe. <laughs> Joe Mama. All right. Wow. So, um, welcome, Alexis. Sorry to pull that one out. Of <laughs> okay. my bad. I actually liked it. All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we last talk about today. Um, uh, I want to think one thing at the top of the show first. So last week I went on this big rant about, uh, Interstellar and, uh, and, 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 and the proliferation of all these astrophysicists and scientists that are coming in and telling me about my movie. Um, I want to say that I'm not, anti-science. People are saying like, you anti-science. Is that what they were saying? Why you gotta be anti-science? I'm not anti-science. Uh, I'm anti-science. I'm anti, I'm anti an oversaturation of astrophysicists specifically in my science fiction movies talking about plausibility. That's it. End of that rant. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, nah, I mean you, you have to release, man. It was, it was catharsis for you, so okay. I get it. <laughs> Alright. Just, just want to get that out of the way. But, uh, but speaking of like some real, real sci-fi, well, just science, not even science fiction, um, looks like this is, this is, um, article out talking about how you know humans want to be on mars in in 2035 yeah uh and it specifically um talked to the chief uh the nasa's chief scientist is a woman um dr ellen uh stofan and she's very very gung-ho on the Mm -hmm. fact that we want to get to mars um you know in her lifetime in our lifetime and she's she's uh um you know, she's a little older than me, but I mean, you know, twenty thirty five. It's not that far away. Not at all. I mean, that's right around the corner. Um, and you got to think it's starting now, starting next month, where they're going to release. Um, they're going to release a spacecraft that's going to go past um, low orbit, low orbit, orbit space, uh-huh. just to test to see what will happen if humans were actually in the, in the spacecraft. Because you have more radiation, you have to deal with temperatures, you have to deal with different speed, and so they want to be able to test the, the aircraft to make sure that it holds together. And then you got to get back to Earth and all yeah. those components, like so they want to make sure it's safe before they p- put humans in there. So we're in the testing phase, and it's actually cool because it's a social media thing too, yeah. where you could actually um, um, do like a uh, you download a. Um, 
a boarding pass, and you're able to oh, wow. see see the uh, spacecraft launch into into space, and you see it travel. And so you get to view it online, which is kind of cool. That is very cool. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of problems to solve that you wouldn't think about. Obviously, we got it's an eight month journey, so you got to be able to keep people alive for eight mm-hmm. months, and then they got to once they get there, they got to be able to land, yep. and then they got to be able to get back and landing in that in that atmosphere. It's a thin atmosphere, so you know, get, being able to get down and fire and land properly is one yep. thing. Uh, the the amount of equipment you have to carry to be able to sustain yourself for eight mm-hmm. months, and then the equipment you need to be able to to do your science and transmit stuff back, like that's a lot. So these are all interesting problems to solve. But that's the thing, like they're using the three D technology, so they're they're putting a three D printer into this the spacecraft. So essentially, oh. when they land on Mars, and they'll use a three D printer to build their infrastructure there, versus carrying all this heavy oh. stuff. But that's the problem. That's the problem with technology. They don't have a, a fuel, a rocket fuel, um, a launcher or whatever that can can carry enough weight so they're going to use a 3d technology to be able to build the stuff when they're there that's that's the part piece i didn't hear which is which is fascinating i mean i guess that that, that is really fascinating one of the things i also learned about this this thing specifically talks about how you know the main what people talk about uh with nasa and and not like the whole like there's so many problems here on earth like why spend all that money to go to mars yeah. we gotta solve problems here on earth well one of the things you made um uh that the point she made is there's so many so much technology that comes out of you know being able to to do space travel and talk yeah. about like all the advancements made in air traffic control all the For advancements sure. made in Doppler weather systems all the advancements made in in fuel and the f- fuel efficient efficiencies um, communications all communications all air travel those yeah. are all things that because of the space race of the 60s it literally has changed our lives in the 20th century For sure. so. I mean, it's easy to say if, if NASA brains and, you know, all the, the STEM folks, the science and engineering and math people get on this, like who knows what, what fruits it'll bear for, sure. know, for, for this generation and other generations. I think that's a good point. Um, in the sense that you, you talk about the space race in the sixties where we had, uh, America had like a visible enemy. And so there was like more of a competition to be able to say we're first. Right. We want to get the space first. And so there was more of a, a proponent to push young kids into STEM. Like, you know, science, technology, engineering, math, math fields. Uh-huh. But now, because <clears throat> we don't really have a visible opponent, there's not much of a drive to get into space. And so you look at other countries like China, right. <clears throat> how they have their infrastructure. They have like 5, 10, 15, 20, 100 year plans. Yeah. America <laughs> doesn't have that. No. But I read, a, I read an article saying that, um, NASA doesn't even have a budget for next year. They don't yeah. have an approved budget for 2015. So, yeah. so how do you expand, you know, this, the space, the space, you know, Frontier wanted to explore that if you don't even have like the infrastructure planning it out, you know, years in, in, in advance. I mean, given, I mean, given, you know, depending on what administration's in office and how things go, I mean, you know, the politics of it, right. NASA could be just cut. Yeah. Like, I mean, cut entirely. It's like, yeah. oh, we don't need that, you know. I mean, you know, talk about giant government programs. I mean, there's some, po- you know, some um, political parties that are against big government. I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is one, one way to do it. Um, Alexis is trying to, got, got something for you over there. Um, so, you know, but that's, we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep that, uh, keep an eye on that. I mean, this is very, uh, very interesting. I hope we, this can really sort of gain steam and be as exciting as it was for our parents in the sixties, you know, to, in the fifties and sixties to be part of the space race. You for know? sure. Um, and, you know, both our parents grew up in, in that, in that era. So that's amazing too. Yeah. But you know, I think it's fascinating that you kind of hit on this too. Like what was considered science fiction yeah. is actually reality now. Sure. Like, and just to see like how, you know, things that we've seen in the movies in the eighties were right. actually seeing in, in real life. Like, Right. That's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And the last thing I see is there's so many in pop culture. There's so many um, 
Mars, you know, Mars is the number one, like the number one, uh, you know, uh, destination and all, or, or just either destination or place where aliens come from to, to get us. <laughs> uh, so it, it, it hasn't changed. I mean, there's some Mars movie, I think, last year. So I got a question for you yeah. before, we, before we move on. Yeah. Do you, do you, what are, what are, what are the, uh, social political, what's your social political angle with this in terms of when we do finally colonize Mars? Like, do you think it's an Elysium situation where, you know, the poor or, you know, the poor stay on Earth in the, in the polluted Earth while, right. while the, the new, the new col- the new colony on Mars is is people that have wealth. You know I what mean, saying? it's it, Elysium was great with that because it really just speaks to I think how society has been for I mean really centuries. It's like the, you know the socioeconomic rung. It's been the the the, the wealthy and the privileged you live a certain life and, and and the poor live another life. So I don't know why that would be any different in the future. I know that we would colonize Mars so we can unless it is the uh, the sort of the. Um, the total recall version of, of Mars, the eighties total recall version or the, or the, or the video game red faction hmm. Mars, all my, all my Mars pop culture is coming out <laughs> where, where, you know, people were sent to Mars to working class folks are sent to Mars to mine and colonize and mine. So that, that's, that, that's one aspect. But, uh, other than that, like if Mars becomes like a resort town, see how it is, I know that, uh, you know, I won't be there. You know, I can't afford it. Uh, you know, I, I I'm going to go on record right now saying that like, I'm probably not going to space or Mars. Like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I just, I, I'm just going to go on record by saying that. I know I'm a tech guy. I know I'm a science guy as well. Well, you know, I'm a science guy, but, um, I don't know, man. That Richard Branson crash. You want to, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I just, that, it's my worst nightmare of like, you know, I mean, it's, it's like when a new roller coaster comes out. I'm like, let, let, let some people ride those joints like a few times before I get on it. But you don't have that fear complex when you hop on an airplane. Same thing. No, no, the, the technology's tested for years and <laughs> okay. years. I, I can pull up the stats. And, and don't think I don't. When I, when I get on a plane, a new plane, I'm like, hmm, Boeing 700 series. The Boeing, uh, Boeing 737 has had how many malfunctions this year? <laughs> I can, in the last 10 years, they've had X amount and these are the airlines they're on. I'm like, cool, I'm fine. For sure. Now, other people might be like, they're due! <laughs> but, uh, the sa- but the safety record is, I'm fine airplanes. But, you know, uh, the space travel? I don't know. We'll see about that. Uh, but moving on, let's just move on to Google. Um, Google Lollipop is coming out. Now, I know nothing about Google Lollipop. I was uh, going to say, I was like, can someone explain this to candy me? Candy cane. I don't know what's happening. Jelly bean. Kit Kat. These are real. Like, yeah. jelly bean. First of all, jelly bean. Then it was Kit Kat. Then it was Lollipop. These are all uh, operating systems mm-hmm. on the whole, I guess it's like the, what's called the Google uh, conglomerate. What they call it? Like it's like the Google um, Alliance mm-hmm. is what they call it. Like, it's all, <laughs> that's what it's really called. I think it's called that. I think it's called the Google um yeah, I think it's called the Google Alliance, where, uh, yeah, Open Handset Alliance yeah. is, which is wow. basically all the folks that are able to, instead of Apple having one proprietary operating system, Google says, okay, uh, here, uh, you know, whoever, HTC, Samsung, mm-hmm. Motorola, whoever you are, you guys mm-hmm. can all use this. It's open source, meaning open that source. You know, you're able to tap into like another company's API, or if you want to develop your own software elements right. to it, you could do that versus mm-hmm. with like the Apple products. It's, yeah. lo- it's more locked in. You don't have the flexibility to, to break that infrastructure right. versus with this operating system, you have more, you have more freedom to do things to customize your, you know, your device. And I think that's, that's a plus with, you know, Android and with all that stuff. So and each, and each of those systems have, uh, you know, because of that, they all, they, you know, the Nexus can tweak theirs. Samsung can tweak theirs. HTC can mm-hmm. tweak theirs. So you have all these different, um, 
ability to tweak stuff yeah. based on that. And, um, you know, and it's also like the PC bottle. You know, PC was always open and Apple's always closed mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Or Linux, rather. Or Linux, yeah. exactly. I'm sorry. Um, but for me, I don't know what this means. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a Samsung watch. I'm looking at it right now. Like I see the Samsung watch. I see the Samsung tablet. I see the thing. You know, I got a Samsung TV. I mean, they're telling me it's going to be great. It's the same. It's the same update that we get on our Apple products. It's just right. a, it's just an operating system update. Right. It's like you know iOS seven or iOS eight or whatever. Right. So I mean, the the thing that's cool about it is that it's more it's more advanced. Like it's more, a better design. It's a better um, navigation user interface. Like it has. Um, a lot of cool, you know, technology that we don't really have. I don't think in the in the in the in the iPhone, right? And so I think that's you know that's why they're pushing it. That's obviously they're competing against Apple, and yeah, like their interface is tight. It's dope. Okay, well yeah. that's a, that's a ringing endorsement from Akili Shine. Uh, I don't know. I'm 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 a bit sort of. Uh I don't, I don't care. I don't care because I'm a very myopic Apple mm-hmm. user. So I mean, good good for Lollipop. <laughs> Hooray for Lollipop! I hope you all. Love it. Um, <laughs> but let's move on to something who I do think is cool. Uh, there's a couple, couple quick, like, uh, uh, quick, tech, hits. quick hits we want to talk about. Um, oh, we'll go to this one first. There is, uh, there's this Motorola keychain that it's a Bluetooth keychain. And this is, exi- now you're rolling your eyes. This is perfect for me. Yeah, for you. I don't know that I'll, I don't know that I'd use it because it just seems a little, bold. actually it seems a little tiny. But the whole idea is that, um, you know, you lose your keys and w- within a, uh, a hundred yard or something radius, you can actually hit a button on your phone and make it ring. Right. So that's something cool, which is, that idea has been around for a while, but this is actual, we have the technology to really actually make it work. Right. Um, I think there was one where you whistle and it would whistle back, like back in the 90s or something. But anyway, this is great. And then, of course, it has, it's GPS enabled, so if you lose it, lose it. You know, just like find my phone or find my iPhone, yeah. you can find that joint wherever it is. Yeah. And for me, the, the, the supreme loser of keys, I've got <laughs> decades of lost keys throughout, scattered throughout the country. This is beautiful for me, but I don't know. You don't like it. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I don't like it. I mean, I think it's cool. It's a, it's a, it's a cool technology, especially for the price point. It's only 25 bucks. However, I think it's kind of gimmicky. I think that, you know, in the future, we're going to, we're going to find technology that's, that's very similar to, uh, like, uh, Apple Pay. Right. We'll have like a digital key in uh-huh. our device where we can go in our car and, you know, put our fingerprint on our phone and our car will start up. But yeah. we go in our house and the same thing. Like whatever lock we have, it'll be a digital lock, digital key. And so I think that's that's cool, innovative technology. But this to me is a little, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's advanced. It doesn't seem like, you know, it's changing the game or it's functional. It's useful. I can see the value of that. But in terms of it being like a cool tech yeah. product, like, okay, wow. You're just, it's not giving me the wows. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, it's fine. I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I, I like it. I think it's cool. Another quick hit. Um, I don't feel. Do we have pictures for all these Lexus? What's, what's next? Um, Let's I see. Think next is oh, we're going into um, superheroes. Okay, next. never mind. So go. So we'll, we'll hold off on that. Okay. So another another thing I'll talk about is uh, a picture for it, but there's something called a tiny cardboard. Um, Castle. It, it, it's, oh, excuse me. You don't like that either? I, I almost fell asleep. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no, this thing is dope. I don't, it, it, it's, it's dope. It's actually, it's a tiny little, okay, it's this whole sheet of these little batteries. <laughs> this is great. They're, they're, oh, they're, they're made out of cardboard. You can cardboard? rip. Cardboard. You can rip one off, plug it into your phone. They have various, like a two hour, four hour, and six hour. They're disposable and also uh, recyclable. Wow. So you have, a, you have a sheet of these. You pull one out. Yeah. You plug it in. You got an extra six hour battery life. When it's done, whoop, unplug another one. Keep it moving. I'm good with Cardboard. My, I'm, not- I'm good with my Mophie. Ah, <laughs> come on. That's dope. I mean, look. It's right here. 
Uh, cardboard. I, I see it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think it's really interesting. I, I, I like the idea of this uh, sort of disposable, recyclable technology. I don't know how reliable it is or how durable it is. I mean, looking at it, it looks like a... It's gimmicky. It looks like, it's made of like milk carton material. <laughs> it's like, you know, charge your phone with a little milk carton. But I don't know. Two hour, four hour, six hour. You know, I mean, it's cool. I, no? I, I, again, I think something that will wow me is if we found like a battery or a charger that was solar powered that, you know, okay. while we're using it, it's charging or some type of technology like that. Like to me, okay, wow. You get to rip it up and you get to put it in. All right. That sounds like a, like something for a kid. I don't know. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, the other thing is um, the, other, the other piece of tech I want to talk about is this new, and you were just, you just got back from China, so you know this. There's this. Uh, it's a keychain that detects the air quality and also around you, which is which is fantastic. And it turns colors, be given the different air quality. So mm-hmm. this could be used in a personal sense, whether whether you're you know it's carbon monoxide poison or or or, or um, you know smoke detecting. But even if you're like bumping around L.A. Yeah. or China, where the air quality is ridiculously horrible. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, it, it, you know, the, 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 some of the, some of this. I mean, you were just there; you can speak to it personally. But man, some of this, some of these stats are like, you know, the concentration of um, of of uh, PM two point five PM particles is enough to penetrate the lungs and the bloodstream. Oh yeah, like it, it, it reached five hundred and five micrograms per cubic matter, which is like yeah. the healthiest <laughs> the, the, the healthiest <laughs> the health organization deems that as like super unsafe. Oh, this yeah. is like how this is what you do in China when you're just kicking it, just yeah. thick air. Yeah. Like what was that like? I gotta tell you, man. I've never. I mean, I've traveled a few places in the world. I've never seen a place like Beijing in terms of pollution. Right. Like it's extremely, extremely thick. Like you could look into the sun and be fine. Like usually, you look in the sun five seconds, your you're sunglasses bl- exactly, you're blinded. But like you could actually stare into the sun and be like, "Oh, that's the sun!" Right. And like you have people like wearing masks in there. Like your skin itches, your eyes burn. Like the pollution is on a whole nother level. And I mean, it, spe- it speaks to that's just walking around. It's the just walking around. Yeah, the streets. I mean, it just sits. It doesn't right. like it doesn't move. I mean, it just speaks to China's. Uh, propensity to want to be more of an industrialized nation and, and really not caring about the environment. They're just trying to build, 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 build and not thinking of the future or even caring about the yeah. future. Rather, just like commerce, commerce, money, money. And so it's sad because a lot of people, I think a statistic said that most of the people that die from pollution, 40% of those people come from China. Right. So that's, I mean, but being that they have billions of people, they don't really care. Well, and I think that they're, you know, actually President Obama just made, you know, had that big pack and he's going to try to do something about that now. They are. And I think that, which is huge, uh, one of the things that one of my favorite authors, um, New York Times columnist Thomas Friedman, always talks about, uh, did The World is Flat and then some other books. Um, he um, talks about how China, yeah, China's been allowed to grow mm-hmm. dirty yeah. for years. Like, I mean, so in America, you know, there's a push here to grow clean. I mean, but we've, mm-hmm. you know, no, no, now there is. I mean, but, you know, but this is, but the idea that people talk about China excelling, I mean, China's burning coal like a mug. Yeah, They're like, you could say it's the same parallel when, when America was beginning the industrial sure. revolution. Sure. Well, this is what China will say. China exactly. says, like, you did it. Exactly. You, 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 grew, you grew dirty, exactly. you know, in the industrial revolution. We try to grow now too. Like, we're going to grow dirty and then we'll figure it out later. Right. Which is what they're doing, but at what cost? And I think they talk about environmentalists talk about so much about you know what we're doing in this country and, and how other countries are so far ahead of the game than than America is. We're mm-hmm. kind of behind, but I mean China, 
who is really makes up uh, like probably 30% of the globe <laughs> is really doing some bad stuff to the planet. So we'll see. But that takes us full circle back to this device that if you're walking around, I know that thing will be flashing bright red. China will be like blinking, <laughs> like blow up, explode. Man. But, but, but I, mean, I mean, but yeah, to, to bring it into the tech side, I think as a wearable technology, I think it's cool because not only does it detect, you know, as you've already stated, the pollutants in the air, but it's also a way to um, build community in the sense that if, if I have one and my family has one in LA and we're going through LA, it's kind of like getting all this, this, all these analytics that then can be used, you know, for, for science. Yeah. And so if you have people in various cities wearing these wearables, um, and getting and gathering this information, it kind of like provides a, a, a mapping of, you know, how clean or how dirty the, the earth is. And then we can then have a discussion or conversation on how to clean it up. So I think that part is cool in the sense that it, um, it kind of builds like a social currency in the sense that hey, well, in LA we're buying them because we want to, we want to know what what our neighborhood is like. Right. We want to know if it's safe here. So I think that's kind of fresh. I, I agree, and I think that um, the one thing that, that that we haven't really talked about in terms of wearables, we talk a lot about wearables on the show, but one thing we haven't really touched on is just the mass amounts of data collection you're mm-hmm. able to do on on individual citizens as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not being all, I'm not going all Big Brother like out to get us thing, but it is interesting that you know you have these you know with all the wearables you have. That's, that are collecting all these biometrics from from your body, yep. and then you have these other different wearables that'll collect you know samples in the air that you're wearing and other different things. I mean, all that data is being collected and yeah. transmitted, and and then eventually we'll be able to be like sort of aggregated and studied yeah. to be able to give us a lot of information for good or for bad about not only individuals but just us as a society, right. cultures, races, like you know all kinds of social, you know, economic demographics, cultural, anthropological, anthropological demographics. Mm-hmm. So it's really I don't know what the what the what the end game applications of all that stuff will or won't be, but it's it's, it's interesting to me. Very interesting. And I, I think I think um, with this product is it's less more for like the the layman, the everyday person like i think it's more so for like the scientific the scientists is more for like the guys that are that are the environmentalists is it's more so to provide research for them but using using the layman using the common person to gather that information and i think that's kind of cool too but because most most people at least in my demographic don't really care about the environment right. so it's like right. i don't i don't foresee people in my demographic buying this device but i see the value of it for for sure interesting um, and before we move on to the to the nerd stuff, I have a, I have a bonus topic I want to throw in here. So just hold it on this for a second, Alexis. Because uh, one of the things that I'm and I'm skipping over one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm geeking out on. And uh, actually, I'll save it. Let's just save it. Yeah, I, I, got, say, I got one too. Okay, let's save it because it's really it's it's like it's it's freaking me out. So let's let's move on to uh, the future of superhero cinema. You know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, we went off for a while, so we didn't really get a chance to touch base. Uh, there was a few announcements that made while while we were off. Um, you know, Marvel had their gigantic, um, big sort of uh, I don't know what you call it. It was just a big announcement they did at El Capitan. They had they they announced their entire slate of movies, like reaching all the way out to 2020, I believe. It's crazy, uh, <laughs> and um, a lot of crazy stuff that they're doing. And then you know, DC, I mean, Warner Brothers slash DC has countered with a whole with a, another slate of movies reaching all the way out to 2018, maybe. Um, I mean, just, you know, I mean, just some of these franchises, I'll sort of mention them. Um, uh, the Avengers, so 2015, the Avengers 2, Ant-Man and Fantastic Four, they're coming out next year. And then 2016, you have Deadpool, Batman versus Superman, Captain America, X-Men Apocalypse, Suicide Squad, um, Doctor Strange and Sinister Six, which is a Marvel <laughs> property, Suicide Squad being a DC property. Then 2017, you have Wolverine 3, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Wonder Woman, Fantastic Four, 2, 
Thor 3, Black Panther, Justice League, um, uh, Spider-Man spinoff, un- un- untitled female lead Spider-Man spinoff, which is, that's a nice title, and then uh, Venom Carnage by Sony. <laughs> and so I was like, wow, that's a lot. And then I flipped the page, and like there's like equally more for 2018. I mean, there's a, there's a whole slate for 2018 that includes The Flash and Aquaman and stuff. 2019, Shazam, Avengers 2, Infinity Wars, uh, you know, Cyborg in 2020. And then, then the projects beyond that. What well, I guess this is, this is insane. Yeah. I mean, and I guess there's no way around this because these, this, these, this comic book business is a multi-billion dollar business for Marvel. And so DC... Well, Go ahead. Comic book business in the sense of TV and film. The film yeah. aspect. These, these, the Marvel, what Marvel's done in the film world has been a multi-billion dollar yeah. business for them. And so it makes sense that they would just right now map out a plan to be able to, to, to do this. Now, um, DC did the same thing. Like, oh, we got a plan too. You know, we got Batman. We got Wonder Woman. We got Aquaman. You know, <laughs> like, I'm not. Yeah, but it's nowhere near. I don't I'm, know. Like Disney, Marvel, they're killing. They're killing um, DC. They're killing Fox. They're killing um, Warner Brothers. Yeah, like it's, it's well, not- well, Fox is still doing Marvel properties, but it's still Fox. Fox exactly. still doing, they have they have Spider Man. They have Fantastic Four. You know that's that's one that but Fox saying, have. compared to Disney. Yeah, sure. like there's no comparison. Like Disney is killing They're Wolverine. The game. They're Wolverine too. God, Disney's is killing the game. And you think that you know as as movies require bigger budgets, bigger marketing budgets, like the, the returns on the movies have to justify all of that. And yeah. I think that at least with DC compared to Marvel, there's no comparison. Marvel is like killing them. Like Marvel, you can see an increase in sales and an increase in, in in consumerism. But with but DC, it's kind of like it's. It, it's not. It's not compared. It's not. But, compa- can, but it's not can't you? But can you? Uh, can't you argue that it's only because Marvel had a, such a gigantic head start? People at, at, at Warner Brothers will tell you they only had, kind of, only because they've had a head start. Because guess what? The most iconic heroes. And this is, I'm, I'm a DC guy, so I'm, I'm a little biased. But, okay. So the most. <laughs> thank you, Lexus. The, the, <laughs> the most iconic heroes were are are the DC heroes. Were the right. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. You well, know, a rumor the that flash that be changing though uh-huh. because of the fact that Marvel is doing so well. But I'm still well, sure. I mean, but I'm still on the same boat of like even though DC is not doing well sales wise, their loyalties with their fans and, and brand recognition. And brand recognition is really huge. Like I know the one thing that I've always thought about DC that's really, really smart is that they're mostly focusing on their animations. Because yep. I don't know if you guys have seen the movies that DC's been putting out. They do out. a lot of Justice League it's movies. Really good. Yeah, and it's really not really for children. So they are yeah. still hitting up with the, you know, adult demographic, which I think is really, really awesome. And I like that yes, they're not doing well movie wise as in for live action, but I do like that they're going a different route than with Marvel, bringing in all these big-name celebrities by taking their TV shows and then throwing the the actors that they already... that the fans are already familiar with and then throwing them in the big movie for Justice League. Well, but, but, I, I mean, I, I hear that point, too. Um, I, I think with Marvel, you know, just the flip side of the coin, I think mm-hmm. they're doing a great job of um, keeping the audience captured between film releases, they have multiple touch points. Like mm-hmm. their their merch game is way better. Yeah. Like I, I just think all the all around marketing push for Marvel versus oh, it's, 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 oh yeah, it's borderline yeah. flawless. flawless. Yeah, yeah. they've they, they not misstepped. I mean, even with Guardians of the Galaxy, when it, when, it, when I was announced, this is way off brand for them. Not known, it's still uh, basically killed. a funny space opera. Yeah. I wanted to kill. It was a, it's a, like the biggest Marvel movie ever, and it was fantastic. You know, and, yeah. it's, and it's fantastic movie. So I mean, like that that really gave them. They really filmed themselves now. Like ah, we did Guardians of the Galaxy. That's bigger than Iron. <laughs> Man, we can do anything. We do an Ant Man yeah. five, yeah. you know. So we'll see. Um, but but what I will say about DC, a couple things is you know it's 
it, you know, Marvel's had a gigantic head start. It does feel a little rud. The thing I don't well, why like. Why do you say they've had a head start? They've what? had a head start in the movies because DC cannot get their movie game together. They can't. They could. They, 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 they have they, they director are, problems. Well, they are now because now they got you know Christopher Nolan and, and, and uh. Zack Snyder like sort of like in the lead in this charge. They didn't really have a Kevin Feige. Like Kevin Feige is a guy who is a, who's a, who's the chairman of Marvel Pictures who literally is a comic book guy and this, this is in his DNA. Like he lives and breathes this stuff. So he's the guy to bring all this stuff to life and he has not misstepped the second he he done this. The other big thing is, you know, Marvel when when Marvel separated and became Marvel Studios and they got out of the Hollywood studio system, that's when they that's when they took off. For sure. Because before Marvel would license all their properties mostly to Fox. Mm-hmm. So they X and, and X Men still owns Fox. I mean Fox still owns X Men. Fox still owns Sony owns Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox owns um, Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. So they've li- they they've licensed all this stuff out. But once they got to Marvel, Marvel's still trying to wrestle it back right now. Yeah. But Marvel does such a fantastic job, and it's it's a singular guy. You know, you talk about the singular person. The, uh, you know, Warner Brothers is a corporation. They didn't have that guy. Warner right. Brothers is, a, is, a, is is like a bunch of suits. And, and to prove that, like. You know, even even the way they did these releases, you know, uh, Kevin Feige did a release for almost it's his announce of his giant slate through 2020. Mm-hmm. He did it at the El Capitan Theater with a bunch of screaming fans, like Rockstar Comic Con style, yeah. with like Robert Downey Jr. and everyone was there and everybody screaming. The fans are going nuts, and it was very much a fan friendly event. Whereas mm-hmm. Warner Brothers did their announcement in a board like for yeah. shareholders. Yeah. You can't, you, I wouldn't define that as a head start. I would define that as the wrong start. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about just right now. I'm talking. No. The head start happened like ten years ago, but because one, my point is, Warner Brothers is just now getting their game. I'm not counting the. I mean, the the Christopher Nolan Batman movies were a start, but those are just individual movies. They weren't. They didn't have a plan to make a bunch of movies. The you know they 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 had a bunch of misfires with Superman, you know. But so they finally get their act together. My point is, right now, how Mm -hmm. the, the two companies, Marvel talks to the fans. DC talks to the shareholders. It's, it's, it's a top-down thing. Kevin Feige is a guy who gets it. DC is a bunch of suits who are trying to like, we want to make money too. Shareholders, we release this late too. Cyborg, 2020. <laughs> He's black. I mean, that speaks to the sophistication of, of, of one side, Marvel versus DC. Right. And like, I feel, I mean, if, if you're going stakeholder strategy, like that's why you're, you're barely breathing in this battle. You're barely breathing. We talk to the fans, DC. I mean, I'm, I'm very optimistic about, uh, you know, Batman versus Superman. I'm very optimistic. You know, I'm not a big Zack Snyder guy. If he's falling way off, way down in my, in my estimation, but I'm very optimistic about it. Um, I'm very optimistic about the upcoming slate. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so optimistic when I look down the road and I see the Aquaman. I mean, Aquaman will be in this, in this, in this Batman Superman movie. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how he, you know, how, how, how they make Aquaman serious. I don't, that's the one that, I mean, if you've read his comics, it's all really serious. It's just that people don't take him seriously. Well, no, oh, no. you can talk to fish. I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, God. I get like, but it's just the whole you're getting. It's 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 Aquaman is not dissimilar from Thor, and when you, it's, it's almost in that sort of very yeah. mythology driven, and, and almost in that Norse mythology situation. So there's a lot of similarities. I think that's your way in with Aquaman because he's the Superman of the sea. That's, right, that's all right. I'm gonna say. But just, I mean, but just wrapping your head around the fact that, like, you know, it's set. It Neptune underwater, yeah. like, and he's got the trident, like, just right, right, the, right. it opens up and he's. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I'm like, oh no, like, or when he's part of the Justice League and he's like kicking it like at the Hall of Justice and his trident. Like, You're totally back. thinking of like back in like what is like, it? Get, like, get me to the uh, get me to Sea World, Greek mythology. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it's totally different. If you play the Injustice game, he's 
it's not like it's it, it seems like it's more of like the just like the justice friends of how back in the day where he was super just kind of there super friends get it right get it right youngin oh sorry and uh, super friends and how he was just kind of sitting there you know doing his little thing but I feel like because of the technology that we have now they can make him badass and I think that when they prep it in Justice League that it will when his movie comes up people will be more excited I hope so I agree with that too I agree with that okay so moving on superheroes Marvel was that. Okay, yes, I'll give it to you. Uh, your boy Justin Timberlake just bought something called Aftermaster. Aftermaster yeah. is, a, is, a, is a new technology. You know, Justin's all, you know, he bought, he, him and a group well, bought uh, MySpace. So shouldn't I, shouldn't. Not that new. It's huh? not new. It's not a new technology. He's been no. around for a minute. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the, the technology's not new. No, but this, this software, this hardware is not new. It's okay. been around for like 10 years. Okay, Aftermaster has? Yeah. Okay, so I, I, I'm not, so well, well, tell, tell the folks what Aftermaster is. I mean, it's actually a cool company. It's um, right here in, on Sunset on the Brea. Uh-huh. It's, it's a local um, company, but essentially what it does, it takes a, a digital file, and it could be music, it could be t- a TV, any audio file, music, TV, film, and it essentially makes it sound better without um, destroying the file, without destroying, um, what's the word, uh, uh, the, the, the audio quality. So you have like a, a, a mastered file, and essentially it it, it takes uh, it takes it to a whole nother level. It makes it louder, it makes it cleaner, and essentially it's, it's dope because it doesn't really require um, much much. Te- um, you don't have to have that much technology. What am I trying to say? You don't have to know how to really do it. It's just pressing a button that does it. So, so it's, it's it's a chip that understands. They'll go yeah. into whatever your device is. Well, that's the hardware part because yeah. it's also software too. Right, and, and so this chip, whatever, they'll go into your thing and you'll press a button and it'll like do your thing. Right? Exactly. It it expands the dynamic range of the audio file. Okay. So, and I think it's cool because I mean. We're, we're listening to you know a lot of our media on phones and and tablets and like to be able to have it you know to be a, a at least a music purist like Justin is like you want to have it sound the best and so I think it's a cool investment for him in the sense that you know he kind of represents good music and so to put his his brand his stamp on it is kind of kind of dope too also Ronnie Jerkins and that's how I knew about it Ronnie Jerkins. <laughs> Dark Child is a part of it as well, so. Alright. Yeah. I'm not, you know how I feel about Rodney Jerkins. Uh, how do you feel about Rodney Jerkins? I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Rodney Jerkins. What? I know. Wow. You're not no. a fan of his music? I'm a fan of some, uh, he's got, he's got tracks. He's got crazy tracks, obviously. Um, uh, you know, Destiny's Child stuff, and, you know, and he's got historic tracks, but like, I'm really, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm so mad at him for that, for, for, for getting the Michael Jackson Invincible gig and basically ruining that album. Mm. Okay, you don't you don't think he, you think the album's hot? No, I don't okay. think it was hot. But I don't think he ruined it. Okay. I wouldn't say that. That's what I, that, that that's what that's what happens in my mind. Okay. I feel like that all those Pharrell, tra- all those Neptune's tracks, and all of those, um, you know, so many great tracks, all those tracks that that later became they became justified. It can be right. just just his album. True. Um, Usher. Usher's, yeah. Usher had tracks in there. I mean, mm-hmm. Babyface had a track. There you go. Mm-hmm. All those tracks were like hits. Yeah. You don't have to call by Usher. Those all should have been on Michael's albums. Those are all Michael Jackson songs. Yeah. And I know Michael Jackson said no to him because he wanted Ronnie Jerkins. But man, I, I didn't, there's not one, aside from Butterflies, there's not one hit, one hot track on that, that album. Song. Yeah, but Butterflies is a classic. It's but, a classic. But it's Rodney, I don't think Rodney Jerkins produced that one, but like. Mm, I think he did. Okay, well, yeah, good for him. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. But anyway, last note on this is that, you know, the Emmys use this. Um, oh, okay. A lot, a lot of albums that you've listened to and loved have used this this uh, plugin. Okay. Um. So yeah. So it's not like a, it's not like an auto tune situation where I'm singing loud and all of a sudden it's like no, you hear me sound it's better. It's post. It's post. Okay. It's post. All right. Cool. But what's cool about it is now we'll have it in our devices. So, okay. So yeah. you hit a button and be like, yeah, Dark Child. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!
Let's just um, <laughs> uh, you know I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna scrap all this uh, Lexus. So I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip right to our, our thing. Okay, let's talk about briefly. Let's talk briefly. <laughs> oh, this is you. Uh, this is this actually news. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is this is news. Um, organization called ESA, uh, which is the um, I forget what that what that acronym stands for. But um, there's a new sur- survey out. This is old news that um, the video game industry is killing, obviously killing the entertainment industry. You know, yeah. it out, out, out does the entertainment industry almost by by a lot. I mean, you know, TV and movies cannot Compete. wishes yeah. wishes that they did the sales that video games do when they drop. Obviously, because of the price points for sixty bucks, a game drops, you sell a million copies of a sixty dollar game. Day one, you have sixty million dollars. You can't, can't fade it. Yeah. So you sell five million copies. You have six hundred million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Thank yeah. you. I can't do math. <laughs> uh, so, um, but the, the Entertainment Software Association, which is ESA, published a new study, basically talking about how the how the video game industry economics are growing faster than the economics in the country. In the country, in the country, it makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. We're talking about. We're not just talking about like a projected out thing. We're talking about like dollars, man, like actual dollars, which is really crazy. Like you know, if you think about it, I mean. Um, and, and the, the rate of growth from 2009 to 2012 is, 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 is four times higher than the rate of the economy has grown in that time. Now, you know, that, that's a lot. I mean, I don't yeah. know if that, that, if that means shows where our priorities are, if that, if that's more of a, if that's a story about, uh, uh, about, about commerce, if that's a story about, uh, consumerism, or if that's a story about, uh, the lack, the lack of production on our, on our side in America. But I don't know. What do you make of that? I think it's all of the above. I think, um, it shows, you know, where technology and uh, where we are in terms of technology. I, th- I think I read a statistic that said over 60% of Americans play video games, either on a console, either on their phone or on a tablet or on a, a wireless device. So, I mean, and that, that, that accounts for our parents, that accounts for our, our age demo and, and kids. Like, so never before, like before you could put like a, uh, a stigma, to, a stigma on who plays video games. Like, oh, he's the type of guy that plays video games. Now it's everyone. Right. Like it's all mixed up. So I think it kind of just shows how, we as a as a society have kind of adapted to the technology and it's more integrated in, in our, our our daily life. Like, I don't know a person that doesn't have a game on their phone. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's everywhere. So, I think, and the different types of games there are and what they do for us socially and how they connect us, all those things are changing and how we communicate through them. Like, yep. we use the councils to watch TV and movies now. Like, so it's it's more it's more uh, usage for it and it's more more value. For, for a customer to invest in it. So I think uh, with 2013, $21 billion in sales Oof. of all video games. That That's huge. Like, that's one year. Beyond huge, man. I know Alexis is contributing to that. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes, that's mostly me. Um, but, I mean, at the same time, I a lot of things that when, when you brought up this topic is also the fact that now that most of the time, like, video games is mostly used for just, like, entertainment. But now that people use it for educational. I mean, mm-hmm. that was also used back then. Like, I don't know if you guys, like, ever played, like, the CD-ROMs and they had, like, first grade, second grade, third grade kind of thing. Yeah, but, I, I was 30. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, you know, you knew people. People who've obviously yes. used it, yes. and it was a big deal. And now that you know, with Leapfrog and uh, what is it, Luminosity is yep. also using that too. Yep. Like it's, it's not just the fact of just using it as oh, I'm gonna you know pew pew. Like I'm not gonna be shooting people all the time. Like you can actually use it to actually further brain uh, brain activity, sure, and things like that. So that's why I also think that you know it makes sense of why video games are just thriving, whether it has to be educational, entertainment, or just you know. 
for fun. For, for sure. I for sure. For sure. Um, okay, so I want I want to touch on this one last thing. I mean, what, 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 so what do you just really quickly? What do you what do you geeking out on? Because I got I got I'm gonna go. Um, my geeking out on this week is the Spotify and Uber collaboration. Oh, okay. I think it's amazing. Have, have you heard about that? Do you like that? Yeah, I heard it. I mean, I think it's dope. Yeah, I think it's well, a good, I know a good way for two two huge tech companies to right. merge and, and do mm-hmm. something that's innovative. Well, how does it work exactly? I saw one. I got an email there okay. like, so so- Diplo is going to be in your Spotify today at 2. <laughs> My software integration. So you okay. go to the Uber app, you call for Uber, yeah. and car comes, and as soon as you get in the car, you, you, have a play, you have a Spotify playlist. You just press it through the Uber app. I want to play these songs, blah, 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 and then it plays through your Uber driver's phone. Oh. So essentially, you control the music while you're being oh, transported. So it's not awkward. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because so. you get an Uber and he, he's like, you know, b- blasting death metal or something. Exactly. Like, can we just, oh you know? Gosh. So, I mean, for me, it's cool to see, like I said, two titans, two tech titans that are innovating in, in different different spaces, you know, create a, a entirely new business model. So right. I think that's fresh. And then the second one um, is Snapchat and. Um, um, yeah. Snapchat and um oh my gosh I'm drawing a blank I don't know what it's called but I know um, what you're talking about it's where you can transfer money yeah to transfer money so Snapchat, Snapchat. Uh, let me let me see if Western I can Union find it. no 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 um, okay. Snapchat and um Square okay yeah. so essentially you know Snapchat you know you send photos it disappears yep. but what's cool about it is now that you can send money to your friends with the photo or it's just integrated in a oh, way cool. to keep you in the app so so say you needed 20 bucks and it's more for like younger kids like you need 20 bucks to borrow 20 bucks I could send you a cool photo or whatever and send yeah. you the money and that's pretty much that's very just, cool just seeing these these innovative ways these tech companies are kind of like merging, merging to create yeah. you know bigger markets I think that's kind of cool uh, the, I will note that uh you know, people scoffed at the kids at Snapchat for saying no to to Zuckerberg for that Facebook. That, mm-hmm. sorry, yeah, Facebook for, for three billion dollars. Yep. Snapchat is now I read two days ago uh, estimated ten billion dollars. Yeah, so crazy. So good but looking out. But they're just barely monetizing it though. Who cares now? You cash out now. I know. I, know, I don't know. I, know. Gonna, I don't know. It's gonna go to twenty billion. I know. I cash out right now. Anyway, so this, maybe this merge will help. Uh, really quick, thing that I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with right now, as as is the rest of the internet, is uh, there's a New York Times. Times article um, interview um, by um, you know uh, that, that was released by Sue Wu uh, of the Sue Wu Sue Wu Wow you guys Sue Wu uh, by uh, of Jaden Willett Jaden and oh, Will yeah. Smith Oh my God And I don't I know if you've got a chance that. to to, re- to read this oh, thing the interview was I so bad I can't I can't Really, I couldn't wrap my head around whether or not this is the most, like, these kids are the most enlightened kids in the world, or the yes. most arrogant kids in the world, or a combination of they're, both. They're or spiritualists. Cl- they are on some, I mean, not they're like. On a different level. But, but just like, just that, but there's a level of like, you know, not ever being told no, mm-hmm. and not ever being told. I don't it. know about that. Excuse me, school schools underrated. I mean, schools overrated. Uh, like, can, I, can I just give you a couple, Alexis? I know, I know, I know you're a millennial. <laughs> I know this is going on, but let me just give you, let me give you a couple quotes from my girl Willow. Oh my God. Like my, my girl, my girl Willow. I mean, I, she's look. I'm not mad at Willow at all. She's uh, she's uh, 14 years old. Don't she, hate. She knows stuff. <laughs> Uh, I'm not hate. I'm not hating. <laughs> Hold on one second. Let me just. Uh, 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 um. Uh, oh, here we go. Um. Yes, 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 yes. This is okay. This, this oh, is but this is one of my favorite passages in it. Now the article is only about you know like two thousand words, but it's really crazy. So they're asked. They ask us, um, you know, uh, 
what are you searching for in, the, in this piece together moment? Let's talk about when you create stuff. Jaden says, honestly, I'm trying to make music that we think is cool. We don't like a lot of music that's out there we think is cool, so we make our own music. We don't uh, have any song that we like to listen to while we're driving down PCH by any other artist, you know? And then, uh, so we just make our own stuff because nothing else out there is cool. Okay, and we'll, and we'll add to that by saying, that's what I do with novels. She's 14. That's what I do with novels. Oh, come on, she's 14. Okay, like she's, there, there are no novels out there I like to read, so I just write my own novels. Then I read them again and again. It's the best thing. Jane's like, yeah, she'd been writing her own novels she was six. <laughs> I'm like, huh? Like, I knew I was off to a bad start when, when, the, when the article starts with, it's, uh, what have you been reading? And Willow says, quantum physics. Quantum, I'm like, oh, cool. And Jane says, ancient secret of the flower life and ancient texts, things that can't be predated. What? <laughs> I'm telling you, there's spirit. Things that can't be predated. <laughs> texts? What has he got? Scrolls? Wilson's got some scrolls up in there? That's why school's overrated. Yeah. I don't it think makes it, sense. it makes sense. Like, Dad, can I get the scrolls? <laughs> yeah, son, let's go fly, get the scrolls. Don't worry about the eight, things that can't be predated. Man, they're advanced, man. Yeah, they're I don't advanced. know. Novels are overrated. I haven't, no, novels are whack. I just oh, write my own. 14. I just write my own and read my own shit. <laughs> what about you? We don't even music. We make our own music. Anyway, I, I don't know. Four, 16 and 14. God bless them. Come on. I mean, yeah. Okay. Like, you're, you're, you're like, give them a break, break right? They're teenagers. I'm, I'm just going to say that because they're teenagers and okay. they're, they're, they're so... They're so unique in a weird way. I don't know. I I can't say anything because it's a Smith household. I'm just gonna assume they're that, advanced. Guys. Yeah, they're they're, really there's something they're, that we don't know about. I mean, they're homeschooled. I don't know what Will Smith is hiring for these kids to they're learn. They're on a whole nother level. Yeah, yeah they're well, on a whole nother level. It's a whole different zeitgeist in that house. Scientology. Yeah, I agree. God, <laughs> <laughs> Scientology. <laughs> Uh, but it's fine. No, look, there are some very interesting, very sp- interesting, very actually valid spiritual concepts that they drop in here I mean, that, that are really advanced sort of spiritual concepts. But then they back it up with like the arrogance of like, yeah, I don't even like clothes. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think that's just definitely like, just their personality. Yeah. There's something that they're just. I mean, because I mean, Will Smith has even said in, in interviews that he's just like, I don't like to influence my kids as much. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is true. This is just an interview, and that he, you know, he lets them be their own person, be their own personality. So they kind of they could have developed this from something, and then it just kind of blew up from there. I mean, if you read Jaden's tweets, they just don't make sense. I, I know, because I'm sorry, I'm going to cuss, but the kid ain't in school. That's why it don't make sense, <laughs> but they go to school. Like, it's, it's a, you know... Uh, I'm kidding. So anyway, okay. it, it, I, can't, I can't get enough of this article. And there's, uh, there's, there's, there's folks that are, like, dissecting it online. It's a, diff- and, it's a different consciousness, man. What's, yeah. what's school to someone at that level? What's school to them? Well, I don't know, <laughs> but, like, that's what you're saying, like... And Will is like, yeah, I try school. I mean, it's all right. Like what? Yeah, maybe, maybe. School. I mean, come on. Man. Education. School, I don't man, think that's what she meant. It's a different lifestyle, well, man. I get that. I get, I get that. I get that. I don't have any peers. I mean, like even Willow says, like you know, yeah. I mean, I like to dress up when I want to look when I want to look like sick on the red carpet or whatever. But otherwise, like, who, what, what peers does she have? How you're quoting them? No, it's like <laughs> this, it's, I can read the exact quote. Oh, read it about about clothes. What about fashion? He's like sucking his teeth after every single word at this point. No, she's like, what about fashion? She's like, yeah. You know, if I want to look sick on the red carpet or whatever, it's like, you know, I'll wear something cool. But other than that, I just like to be me, which is a fine statement. But the whole thing is she's 14. She doesn't have any other people. Who are her friends? Totally trust me, trust me, there's a whole cadre of people just like her. Okay. Trust yeah. me. 
right. So you're the piece. You're the, you're, you're, you're the fit in this. Well, I mean, I think you can even say you've seen you've seen certain things when you have wealth, right? That are yeah. not normal. They're not no, normal to the, to the everyday person. So yes. it's a different way of thinking. It's a different consciousness. I, I just hope that I believe that, but I hope that when there are you know. 18, 19, 20, 21, they'll look back and be like, ugh. I can imagine <laughs> I that. 14. Or they might grow from it and then just be like, yeah. this is us. Deal it's with just, it. But, you know, look, and they, and they, are, they are artists and, they, you know, I don't know. Will, Willow's very much aware, like, yeah, with my hair, you know, <laughs> I, I spoke to black women all around the world, which she did, you know. I mean, I've She's seen like, her videos with to... her mom and they're really inspirational. Okay. I mean, I, look, I don't know. I, I I just two I against one. <laughs> okay, the Smiths taking over the world. That's all. That's all I got. All right, that's all. I, I'm, 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 I'm obsessed with it. So I'm, I'm, I'm reading about five more times. Did you do, did you look up the Halo game I told you last oh, week? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did I, did you I, play I, it? I, I, didn't, I didn't buy it yet, but, uh, I, but I'm going to get this weekend possibly. You should uh, do it. But yeah, it's all. It's out. It's uh, I thought I thought it was going to be like a box set, but it's only it's no, one thing one for thing. one price. Mm-hmm. One low price of fifty nine dollars. They might do a box set later on, but well, for right now, it's that's it's pretty a good. Fun you get game. F- all four, mm-hmm. and for fifty nine bucks, it's yeah. a good deal. So I'm going to do that. The Halo Master Chief Collection for sure. You're going to get the um the After Earth Blu-ray too. Yeah, I'm going to get After Earth <laughs> Blu-ray. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God, that movie was terrible. <laughs> That's the Keely's movie, man. Keely was there first day. No technology. Ah. There you go. That's the only thing I said about okay. it. First movie shot in 4K. <laughs> All right, the fir- first movie shot in 4K. Uh, Sony movie. I'll give you I'll that. I'll be watching Karate Kid over and over. <laughs> <laughs> He's good in that. I'm not mad at you. You know, hey, uh, they're both on the pursuit of happiness. Pursuit of happiness yeah. is great. Movie. Good, 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 good performances. I'm not mad. At, I'm not mad at them at all. I don't know. I just the article is just really the article reads very. Bizarre. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, thanks, thanks for joining us here on Geek Nerd Tech. Uh, uh, Alexis, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at atorres890. That's A-T-O-R-R-E-S 890. Akili? Man, finding me is overrated, man. Don't even worry about it. Uh, <laughs> you know he did I mean, I used to read Twitter, but I created my own thing called <laughs> Akili Twitter. <laughs> now, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Sean. You should tweet well, him that. Where you at, bro? <laughs> All right. I'm, uh, I'm uh, at Instagram and Twitter at Joe K. Braswell and on New York Times blog site reading that article over and over again. Yes. Uh, thank you for joining us on Geek Nerd tech we will see you next week with more stuff hashtag after earth yes <laughs> from producers maria menounos dario Kristen, tiana hobson kevin undergaro and the entire bhl crew we would like to thank you for supporting black hollywood live the first online broadcast network dedicated to african-american entertainment for questions and comments contact us at info at black like us on facebook Tweet us or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.